Welcome to this week's bonus interview on the Prayers of Rest podcast. I'm Kendra Stanton, your co-host, and this week, Asherita is joined by her guest, Judy Dunnigan, to talk about praying for your adult children, especially when they've wondered or are making choices that are different from what you'd want for them. Judy served as a women's ministry leader for 20 years before joining Moody Publishers in 2014 as an acquiring editor for the women's line of books and discipleship resources. In fact, she's Asherita's editor and also a dear friend and prayer warrior. Judy is passionate about discipling women and making God's word come alive in everyday life. And she lives with her husband, Rick, in the Colorado mountains. In this week's interview, Asherita and Judy talk about how to pray when our kids walk away from God. You might be surprised to hear what strange thing Judy felt God calling her to do, as well as what she learned about God and herself when her daughter was wondering. Are you ready? Here we go. Judy, thank you so much for joining me here on the Prayers of Rest podcast. Ashreya, I love being here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. So this season, we are praying through tricky relationships. And as we were um, talking with listeners and kind of surveying, what are those difficult relationships that you just don't know how to pray for? Um, One of the recurring themes was adult children. Um, When you get to the stage in parenting, when they're not in your home anymore, when the decisions they make are not like they matched the wrong shirt with the wrong pants, (laughs) but rather like these have uh, long-term repercussions, these decisions that you're making or, or the path that you're setting. Um, when, when their heart's desires are different than yours as a parent, um, the, that was the heartache. That, that was kind of the wrestling that we were seeing in messages coming up again and again. And I have young children. Mine are ages eight and under. And so I have no wisdom to share on this topic. But as we were praying um, through it, just people that might come on and share their stories of, of how God has been faithful in this kind of a tricky relationship, um, your name came to mind. And so I'm so grateful that you are here with us today. And I'd love for you to lead out with just um, maybe a short summary of you and your family and um, kind of what that season of praying for an adult child looked like for you. I'd love to do that, Ashrita. I am married to Rick. We are going to celebrate our 38th wedding anniversary this summer. And we have two daughters who are now married. And between the two of them, we have five grandchildren under five years old. We have four boys and a little girl right in the middle. She's surrounded by two brothers and two boy cousins. And, you know, I grew up in a home with only sisters and raised daughters. So this little boy world is new to me and I'm absolutely loving it. I'd have to say this is probably the most special season in our lives. Um, Both of our girls are married to wonderful young men, our sons-in-law. They love Jesus and uh, strong marriages and we couldn't be more blessed. Um, But we did have a season where we were burdened for one of our daughters, mostly when she went to college. And I think this happens a lot. For Christian families where you raise your children in the church and they're in youth group and young life and go to church retreats and have Christian friends. And then they go off to college and often, especially I think those first few years, they can start to question their faith or things that they grew up believing. And I've heard this from many, many friends, some who are still very burdened for 
um, their children who have left the Lord in college. So for one of our daughters, we started to sense that after she came home, her first Christmas break of her freshman year, she went to college several states away from us. So she wasn't near us. And when she came home, uh, we sensed just kind of a shift in her in terms of just her depth and love of the Lord. And after our vacation time and, and I sent her back to college, I was really wrestling what to do. Um, you know, for moms, we're, we like to fix things, especially with our children. And I think um, the typical Judy would probably pick up the phone and maybe lecture or want to send her a good Christian book and say, I hope you read this. But as I was praying for her, the Lord really impressed on my heart to just be her prayer warrior. She was almost 20. Um, she grew up knowing the truth of God's word. She had had a relationship with him. And so I really listened to the Holy Spirit, thankfully, and took that on, almost like I'm supposed to be a prayer warrior even more than I had been as she was growing up, and really pray for her more than I ever had. I, he, I had been praying for all of us in our family as our girls were growing up that he would fully capture their hearts no matter what it took. I used to pray that before they even found the Lord. And um, during that season, when I was burdened for her, the Lord and Holy Spirit impressed on my heart, you've been asking that I'd capture her heart no matter what it takes. I'm working on that. And now you just need to get out of the way and you need to pray for her. And um, he was faithful in that. Yeah, man, I, I just wrote this down that he would fully capture her heart no matter what it takes. And, you know, as a young mom, I'm like, yes, that is such a great prayer. And now, you know, within the context of you sharing a little bit more of your story, it's like, hmm, that feels like a dangerous prayer just a little bit <laughs> because that part, whatever, you know, no matter what it takes, whatever it takes is I don't want my children to suffer. I, I don't want them to experience the hardship of living in a broken world. Like I want them to experience the, the beauty of walking with Jesus all the days of their lives. And yet at the same time, they have their own personalities. They have their own life that they're they're going to live on their own without mom always watching over their shoulder, and um, and I can imagine that must have been part of the challenge for you to want to shield your daughter from hurt and and to want to protect her from um, yeah consequences of choices that might have been different from from how you raised her. Tell me. What was it like for you at home um, waiting, that that waiting and that trust to say, okay, God has impressed this on my heart that I am to pray for her. Um, what did the Lord do in your heart in that season? Well, I contend towards anxiety. I joke that that goes back to probably when I was born and I was worried if I did that right even. <laughs> and so when I became a mom, I'll never forget the first time I held our oldest daughter. I, You know that love. You don't know that type of love until you hold your child. And I remember being fearful something was going to happen to her. And so I was always very fearful for them. So I contend towards anxiety, especially when it comes to health issues and those types of things. And so after she went back to her college after that first Christmas break, I was full of a lot of anxiety. And that's when I knew I had to dwell on God's word. Um, I would get up earlier in the morning and I would just dwell in the Psalms. I would rewrite scripture prayers to pray for her. Uh, I would turn to worship. Um, sometimes it was hard to sleep and I'd put on praise music and make myself listen to the lyrics. And 
I'm so grateful to look back at that season because I think it took me deeper in terms of joining the Lord in prayer too. You know, we're told in Romans that Jesus sits at the right hand of the throne of God and intercedes for us. And in that same chapter, Romans 8, we're told that the Holy Spirit groans when there are no words to pray. And there were times where I felt I couldn't even pray. I might be groaning in prayer for her. And what a beautiful thing to know is truth, that the triune God is interceding and groaning for my child. Our God loves your children more than we do as parents. And so I found myself pressing into him even more. And I also knew that the enemy was stepping up his attacks on her. The enemy hates us. He hates our children. Uh, it's nothing we need to fear, but we need to stand firm against him. Ephesians 6 tells us that. And so I would step up my praying of scripture and covering her in prayer. Um, and that really calmed my anxious heart for her quite a bit. Yeah. So to clarify in this season, you were praying scripture, you were writing it out, you were going to war basically for your daughter um, in, in spiritual warfare. Did she know any of this? Were, were you communicating this to her? You know, because of what the Spirit had impressed on me, I did not tell her that. I mean, she knows I pray for her at that time. She knew that both my husband and I, Rick, we prayed for our children. Um, we pray scripture prayers. There's some written prayers. There's one that my father has written in some of his books. And John Eldridge has a, a prayer based on the armor. And so we've been praying that over our children. And we still are now for our grandchildren. Um, where you're praying on the armor on them. So she would know that. But I wasn't, like I said, I didn't call her and say, I'm worried about you. I'm burdened for you. I'm praying for you. I had done that a little bit when she was in high school. And I know the Lord told me to be quiet in terms of what I was saying to her and to just step up praying for her. And so that first summer she came home after that next semester, it's a beautiful story how God brought her back to himself. And I won't go into all the detail now, but it was obvious when he started to do that, how he had been preparing my heart. And I had was prepared with expectancy of him doing that. And uh, to this day, we are probably closer than we would have been without that painful time. And she loves the Lord deeply and is probably one of the best prayer warriors I know now and a mother of little boys. And it's a huge answer to prayer. And I'm so very grateful. Yeah. What, what an incredible story of God's faithfulness um, and, and his personal approach too, because I imagine different children, even as adult children, require a different touch. Um, and And yet, like you said, God loves our children more than we do. And he knew what your daughter needed. And it wasn't mom's texts and mom's books and <laughs> mom's sermons. It was you giving her space to encounter God as her own God in her own personal way. And I can only imagine that that required a lot of trust um, that, that God would not be passive and that he would do what he said he would do. Um, I mean, that's got to come from, from previous experiences of his faithfulness for you to be able to trust him in, in such a difficult time. Yes, that's right. And and I want to clarify, when she was in our home and growing up in our home, I would have handled this much differently if I saw rebellion or that she was leaving the Lord. But with her thousands of miles away and just that semester, he had really called me to pray for her. Um, 
I remember I had a friend who's a few years older than me and her children were older than mine. And she had told me this story before my daughter seemed to be leaving the Lord. She had a son she was burdened for. And she had really kind of gotten in his face a few times about it. Like, how could you leave the Lord? How do you, you know, this is truth. And she would tell you that. And she had a sense, I don't I know if it was a dream or just something the Holy Spirit impressed on her heart. It was as if her son was in a cave and in chains. And she was in the cave with him, desperately trying to get those chains off of him. And she realized that the way out of that cave was being blocked by her <laughs> and that Jesus was at the exit of the cave trying to woo him out with his truth and his light, the ways he knew how to capture this boy's heart. And she just surrendered to the Lord. It was almost like she had to get out of the way and get out of the cave even and let God do his work. And again, her son was older. I think he was even mid-20s, if late-20s. And so I do think there's a, seat, a time in the life when your child's left the home and they're an adult, that the greatest thing we can do is to be prayer warriors for them and to be on our knees for them and to seek the Lord and to trust him that he is pursuing their hearts and he knows how to reach their hearts. And of course you can pray that the Lord will bring people into their lives if they don't live near you. And, and you can pray for those specifics, but this real surrender to his will and to his plan changed me as a mom for sure. Yeah. Surrendering to God to do the work that only he can do in your child's life. Um, and, and I'm grateful for that clarification for adult children because it definitely is different when your child is under your roof. And as a parent, you have the responsibility to love them and train them and disciple them. Um, but I've seen parents who have struggled with that transition with their children becoming adults and, and stepping into a different season of parenthood. Um, and it sounds like the Lord was so good to walk with you through that transition and, and to help you learn a, a different mode of parenting from, from far away through prayer, at least for that season. Um, tell me, what did God teach you about himself through this? What did you learn of the heart of God? Well, one thing I learned, I think even before this season, uh, I have two daughters, as I mentioned, and they couldn't be more different. One is a scientist. She's a doctor. The other's an artist and a dancer and photographer. And I think I grew up being a pastor's daughter and having two older sisters, almost thinking it's a cookie cutter approach in terms of how God woos our children to himself. And yet he is such a creative God and he wires them so differently. And so for the one who leans more toward the sciences, it was very black and white for her. She got it, you know, at a very young age, she put her trust in the Lord and, and followed him. And for the artist, it was more like she needed to color out of the lines a little bit. And I don't mean not adhering to scripture and, and teaching your child about salvation, but I realized I needed to be patient with him. And that's where I started to pray, capture her heart no matter what it takes, fully capture her heart, which as you said, is a dangerous prayer. And I knew it at the time, um, but he was faithful in that. And I also learned about God of just his patience with us. Isn't he so patient with all of us? We all have our seasons where we're prone to wander and it looks different for all of us, but he is so kind and so patient. And um, 
That's what he really showed me to be for my daughter, to love her unconditionally, to pray for her like so much. I journaled prayers. I, I prayed scripture and then to wait for his work to be done. And I have some friends. I think that's why I have some of these tears. I have some friends who have been praying for their adult children for many, many years who have left the Lord. And yet they too feel called to be a prayer warrior for them and to trust that he is working. And there's many beautiful stories of children who have left the Lord for even a couple decades and find him again and come back to truth and to his word and to loving him again. Mm-hmm. Junie, this is so special to me that we get to have this conversation and record it here because you and I have um, talked about this for years now. <laughs> um, even as I, I remember one time I was in the car and I was crying um, just about my own children and how different they are and how one of them is so tender toward the Lord and um, quick to respond in ways that are just heartwarming. I feel like if if I had two of the three children just the two of them, I would probably write parenting books on discipleship and how to disciple children for the Lord (laughs) (laughs) because they're like the model little children who love to sit down and read the Bible and who love to pray. And like right now they're giving, um, a, a small percentage of their allowance to Ukraine and it's so heartwarming. And then I have a child who does not. And, and all three of my children are in the same home. They're experiencing, uh, I mean, pretty much the same type of parenting. And um, it's been years now of surrendering this to the Lord and saying, you love my children more than I love them. And and again, we're in different seasons. Mine are still at home. And so I do feel the burden of discipling them and correcting and um, having those conversations. But I realized even from a young age that my children are so very different <laughs> from mm-hmm. each other. And I love that you highlighted that God is creative and he woos our children differently. Um, and yet he is committed to our children even more than we are. Um, that gives me so much hope for all three of my kids. Um, and that if it, my my prayer has become inspired by yours, you know, that that God would fully capture each of my children and their hearts. And that if that requires a season of, of hardship, um, that I, as the mom would trust God enough to say, I trust you. I I trust that you will be with them even in the hard. And if that's the case, may their love be that much deeper. Um, if they have to walk through those valleys, but I did not expect to have those prayers this early in parenthood. <laughs> I didn't expect the struggles to start this early. And so I'm grateful just for your story. I'm grateful for how God in his kindness um, walks with us through the hard season. And then you and your heart for discipleship turn around and share it with young moms in your life, the way you shared it with me as well. Um, and now that you share it here with the, the podcast listeners. I'm wondering if um, much of what you shared, I think, is relevant to parents of adult children. 
But if you were to turn around and talk to Judy, you know, 15, 20 years ago, uh, what encouragement would you have to share with a younger mom? Well, being a prayer warrior for your little ones as well. I mentioned I dealt with anxiety. We lived overseas um, with my husband's job. I had a, um, a newborn when we moved to Brazil and had a baby in Brazil. This would have been in the early 90s. And then we live in Beijing, China, where there were a lot of strange illnesses. They had to get a lot of immunizations. And so I was struck with a lot of fear. And that's when I knew I had to cling to my Lord Jesus and trust him. And again, that's where he started weaving these truths in my heart about loving them more than I do, about surrendering them to him in prayer. And I had a prayer partner who was praying for our family for many years. I would encourage young moms to pray together. You know, there's different ministries where moms gather and you can pray for your children. If they're in elementary school, there's a ministry called Moms in Prayer. That's phenomenal. Uh, but what's really interesting about this daughter I've been mentioning is I was praying Psalm 91 over her when we lived in China because she was sick so much. She's really tiny for her age. And Psalm 91 is just like a touchstone for me. It's a powerful psalm of God's protection over us. And so I'd pray that over her as a toddler. Well, years later, she meets her future husband, who when he was born, he had meningitis. They thought that he was going to die. They didn't even name him the first few days of his birth, after his birth. And so when they fell in love, we found out that his parents prayed Psalm 91 over him to the point they even had Psalm 91 over his crib. And God knew that all along as I was so fearful for my daughter that her future in-laws were praying the same prayer over her husband and some health issues he's had over the years and looking back at the kindness of God. And so I think my heart for younger moms listening is none of that is wasted. Just pray for your babies and toddlers. And when I found one of the best things with anxiety for your child, and this would relate to if they're toddlers to adults, is when you feel, feel your heart struck with fear, turn those fears into prayers on their behalf, like right away. And it just it helps remove the fear. And so if you're fearful, they're going to be snatched. You know, you hear those stories is right then pray protection over them and in any of the areas that you're fearful for them. And he is faithful in hearing those prayers and honoring that. And then, of course, praying scripture. I can't say that enough. It's, I know for young moms that's harder because it's hard to find that time away. But just find a psalm that you love and turn it into a prayer for your child, no matter what they're going through. And the Lord will just calm your anxious heart and bring hope to you as well. Absolutely. I mean, that's our heart here at the Praise of Rest podcast is that we learn to pray scripture and that we learn to rest in God's loving presence. Um, as we wrap up here, um, I wonder if you could share, I wonder if you could share if there is a story or a time that comes to mind when you experience God's stillness and rest in your life. I mean, you've shared about anxiety and and praying scripture um is there a time specifically that you can remember just really wrestling in that way and then experiencing god's rest in in prayer yeah i think it would be related to the story i've been sharing how he impressed on my heart not to pick up the phone and lecture not to bring her home from college not to send her books 
it was just a sweet way. He really spoke to my heart. It was early, early morning. And I was in tears. I didn't fully understand what he was asking of me. And I'm not saying I hear an audible voice of God, but you know how the Spirit speaks over us, especially when we're groaning in prayer for a loved one. And I surrendered to that and I obeyed that, which is rare for me. And I'll never forget it during that season, those many months of waiting and and wrestling and wondering for my daughter and praying, I had an underlying peace. And so when that summer she came home and she came to me and wanted to share some things with me, how God was bringing her back to him. The way I reacted, she would tell you, was not her typical mom. It was full of much peace and joy. And that was supernatural. That's not how I'm wired. Because some of her story was painful. And it, I'll never forget it to this day. It's one of the most beautiful times we've ever had as a mother and a daughter. And she would tell you and I would tell you that we are dear friends. We're best friends. And it's such a gift from the Lord that that's where we are now is I get to grandmother her children. She's coming to visit us here in a few days. And um, it's such a gift from him. But that stillness really came over me. And I think it came out of obedience to him and also pressing into him more. We have to be with him in order to have that peace that he promises that goes beyond human understanding, like Philippians 4 promises us. Mm, I love that. Well, Judy, as we wrap up here, would you pray for the parents <laughs> who are listening to this um, and who whose hearts ache to have that resolution that you shared, uh, that your daughter came home and and found Jesus for herself? And and for some parents, like you shared, this goes on for years or decades of of groaning before the Lord and wondering when. When am I going to get that that answered prayer? Um, you've held these stories of your friends as well. You know the the hurt and the ache that comes with that. So I would love if you would just pray, pray a prayer of pray peace and and God's rest and trust over our listeners right now. I'd love to do that. Let's pray together. I'm going to pray some from Psalm 91 as well to just kind of model that. But first, Father God, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for the listeners. I thank you that you know each of their stories. And I pray, especially for those parents listening who have that deep ache in their heart for a child who has left you or who does not yet know you. I thank you that you love their children even more than they do. And I pray that they can borrow my hope, (laughs) that you are a God who sees them as parents and you see their child and that you are at work pursuing their child. And I pray that in that waiting, that they will sense your presence like never before, that your peace that you promise in Philippians 4 that goes beyond our human understanding will just wash over them and cover them. I thank you that they can press into you through prayer and your word and that the truth that you intercede for their child at the right hand of the throne of God the Father and that the Spirit is groaning for their child. And so I just pray Psalm 91 over the child that's on their heart right now. I thank you that these parents, if they dwell in the shelter of the Most High, they can rest in the shadow of the Almighty And we will say of you, Lord, that you are their refuge and their fortress, the God in whom 
they can trust. I pray that surely you will save their child from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. I pray that you will cover that child with your feathers and under his wings, your wings, they will find refuge. I pray that your faithfulness will be their shield and rampart. And Lord Jesus, we know the enemy is roaring like never before, but we are thankful that your roar is louder. You are the bigger lion with the louder roar. You are on the throne, and Satan is ultimately a defeated foe. And so I pray protection over these families and their children, and I pray for breakthroughs for them. I pray that you will turn their children's hearts back to you, Jesus. And so I thank you for this time. I thank you that you are a faithful merciful God. And so we pray all these names and all of this in your name. Amen. Amen. I hope Judy's story encouraged you to recognize God's faithfulness in your own life as you pray for your adult children or the children of others who have wandered away from the faith. Remember, you can always go back and listen to this week's prayer episode, which will guide you in praying for children who have strayed. If you've been blessed by this episode, would you take a minute and leave a rating and review wherever you're listening to this episode? It helps us reach even more people looking for rest and peace in these hard times. Thank you for helping us spread the word. You can also connect directly with Judy at judydunnigan.com if you'd like to continue the conversation with her. And if you'd like to get access to bonus content and transcripts for this episode, you can join our Patreon prayer community. Just go to prayersofrest.com and click the support us button to find out more. The Prayers of Rest podcast is a production of One Thing Alone Ministries, helping you enjoy Jesus through creative spiritual habits. Many thanks to Angie Elkins for her editing assistance. And again, I'm Kendra Stanton helping produce this show. And thank you for joining us here today. Until we meet again, may you find rest in God's loving presence.